Welcome to Tucumcari First Assembly's podcast. Our prayer is that through today's message, you're both encouraged and challenged wherever you might be in your walk with Christ. Now open your hearts to be changed by the Word of God. I am blessed to be a part of this church, blessed to be a part of this community, right? I feel like this is a family. Do you guys feel like this is family? So before I start this morning, I just want to say a a prayer, an opening prayer. So if you guys would just bow with me. Lord, we just thank you for this day. God, Sunday is not the only day we talk to you. It's not the only day we learn from you. But we're blessed on Sunday to come together and worship together, worship you and hear from you. We are blessed to have such such talent in our worship and praise team with such loving, giving, serving uh, people in this church and in our community, God. And we just pray that your word is what is spoken to our hearts today. Your will, your way in everything we say and do. And we just give you the glory, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So you have to forgive me because I'm at that age, right? As Jen said, I like to tease her that I'm old enough to be your mother, and I really am, like, a year different than her mother. Um, But the older we get, right, we need cheaters. (laughs) So so forgive me as I use cheaters this morning. But I am excited today. Are you guys excited? Anytime we get to hear God's word is exciting. And Jen was talking about Cheryl preaching or not preaching. I said, I'm not a preacher. I think that's a very um, a distinct qualification and blessing that you're given. You go to school for that. You learn that. You're trained in that, right? So I don't have that training. Um, and I said, you could call me Sister Cheryl. <laughs> But the praise song was perfect, right? I will speak to my fears and I will preach to our doubts. So all of us can preach to our doubts, right? We can all speak to our fears. We can all claim the word of God. Because really, when we're believers and we are plugged into God, it's not about us. It's about letting God use us. It's about him speaking through us and letting his light shine through us so that we're less of us and more of him. And that is my heart's desire, is to be less of me. Because by myself, I'm never enough right? We're not. We're not ever going to be enough. He created us to be a reflection of him. He created us to let his light shine through us. So that is my prayer for all of us today, is that we just let God work through us. So my scripture that I want to focus on today, and I'm going to keep tying it in a lot, if you'll flash that slide up that says, faith, hope, and love. So how many of you know the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, okay? Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So when you look at the scriptures before that scripture, it's talking about how we only know things in part, that we see through a glass darkly, or as we see through a shattered glass, depending on which version you read. But it doesn't say that we have a clear understanding on earth, and God created it that way intentionally. He didn't give us the full understanding of what's coming now. He gave us a part of that understanding. And so our quest on earth is to search Jesus and to know Jesus and to hunger for Jesus so that when we are with Jesus and then that day when we are standing toe-to-toe with God, we will know him in full, right? It will be a clear picture of that. I always remember, I think it was a Bible study I did with a group of women one time. If any of you have mothers or grandmothers that embroidered, or cross-stitched, right? And if you ever looked at the back of that work, what did it look like? A mess, yeah? It was, there were strings hanging down, and it was just, it was just a mess. But the top of it was the tapestry. It was beautiful. And that's how it was described to me, like, that's how heaven is. God sees the beauty in us. It's perfect. It's colorful. It's put together. We see the strings hanging down. We see our failures. We're the mess underneath the tapestry. But we have hope. 
So my goal today is to help you, with God helping me, learn a little bit more about how we get to know God better. How do we develop faith, hope, and love? And how do we do that through reading the Bible? Well, I know that God, our Lord and Savior, wants a personal relationship with every single one of us. Did you know that? He doesn't want to just know you once in a while when maybe you cry out that, oh, God, help me, or why, God, why prayer. He wants to know you on a day-to-day basis. He wants a walk with you where you feel like he is truly your father. You are a child of God. You were created specifically for something amazing. He created you intentionally. He created you to be you, not like the person sitting next to you, not like the person that you work next to, not like the supermodels in the magazines, not like everybody that you see and think, God, they have it all together. No, he created you to be you. Because when there's less of us, there's more of God. So we need that. Walk with him so that he can hear from us and he gets to hear from you. So when you think about the word faith, a lot of people are like, what what is faith? How do you define faith? Well, the Bible says faith is the substance or confidence of things hoped for, the evidence, the proof, the assurance of things not seen. So what is not seen, right? God. God is faith. And how do we develop that faith in him? How do we know him? Ephesians 2.8 says, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So faith, hope, and love. For a believer, faith comes from believing in God. Scripture tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But it also tells us that with faith as small as a mustard seed, we can move mountains. Do you guys know how small a mustard seed is? Have you ever looked at one? I don't know if you can see that little heart hanging off my bracelet, but that's a mustard seed in there. You can't even see it. So when your faith is as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains because you believe that God will work through you. You believe that God has a plan. Um, We fix our eyes on Jesus. The Bible tells us he is the author and perfecter of our faith. So can we grow in faith apart from God? No, we can have faith in things we see, but faith is the assurance of things we cannot see, the assurance of things to hope for. So the best way I think that, that we start with that is by reading the Bible. So I kind of have a, of a formula. It's faith, hope, and love, Bible reading, prayer, and serving, right? That's how we learn what those are. So my advice to you, if you have not read through the Bible fall in love with the Bible. There are so many scriptures. I love, I love reading the Bible. I have the Bible app. I meant to bring my phone up, but I brought everything else, so I don't have room for my phone. (laughs) But in my physical Bible and on the U app, does everybody know what the U app version Bible is on your phone? It is amazing. And you can even Google, if you you put it on your phone, you have access to the Bible and scripture and inspiration every day in the palm of your hand. And if you're on a laptop, like I was trying to write the notes, you can actually just go to thebible.com and it'll bring up the same version Bible app and you can look at scripture there on your computer. So fall in love with that. Read the Bible. Choose your favorite verses. Highlight them. Memorize them. I could literally read to you probably for hours of the things that I've highlighted on my phone. And and just at different times in my life, those scriptures have spoken to me. And why? Why is that? Why do we, when we read the Bible more and we come more in contact with it, why do we love that so much? It's God's message to us. It's how he wrote his story to us. It is the way he teaches us, guides us, leads us, corrects us, comforts us, stretches us. He picks us in his loving arms, and it's all right here in his word. So I encourage you to prioritize it for two reasons, right? Read it every single day and make that a priority for two reasons. Number one is, to me, it's the most important. Our relationship with God is the only thing that matters. 
We need to know his story. I love that play on words, right? Have you ever seen that? The word history is literally his story. His thoughts, his love, his commands, his message to us, his rules, his obligations, all the things that he wants us to know, he gives it to us in his word. He wants to know you personally and intimately, and it's how we learn about him personally and intimately, how we develop faith. Um, it's important to come to church, right? Listen to podcasts. Listen to, if you guys haven't heard the, the amazing messages that Jen talked about, hers was one of them. Of course, she didn't say that. But if you didn't get to hear Jen's message from September 3rd, it's on your phone. It's on the First Assembly app. It was amazing. Um, Jamie is amazing. Pastor Derek is amazing. We have, we have the tools to go back and listen to amazing messages. Um, from real pastors and preachers. <laughs> but we need to know what God says on every page. We need to read the Holy Bible and know God's truth. Now, I know some people, my mom was one of them, that didn't love to read, right? So there are ways you can get around that. If you're not a person that loves to just sit down and read, and maybe you feel like when you're reading the Bible, your mind wanders, and maybe you fall asleep, well, you can listen to the Bible. The U version will read it aloud to you, but there's another app, and I can't remember. Is it called Dwell? I know Derek's talked about it before. Is it? Dwell is something you can actually download on your phone, and it will read the Bible to you. So while you're driving to work, while you're fixing dinner, while you're doing laundry, whatever your day-to-day -day things are, if you don't feel like you have time to sit down and read the Bible, you can let the Bible be read to you. Um, I've heard statistics that say less than 20% of Americans have actually read the whole Bible. My heart breaks for that. And these, sometimes there's more than that, right? We know that there's, I think at one point in time, there was 80% of Americans said they were believers, but less than 20% of us have actually read his word to us. So I encourage you to find a way to read through the Bible that inspires you and know that it's, there's no greater message. There is no greater story. There is no greater inspiration on earth than God's word. There isn't. It's just amazing. And the more you read it, the more you'll understand it and the clearer it will become to you. So that's the priority number one. Number two is when life gets hard or confusing, or whatever it gets, right? Sometimes messy. Does messy life ever get messy for you guys, or am I the only one? <laughs> Sometimes when life is messy, scripture will come back to you. I'm an optimist by nature. I see the glasses half full. Um, I, I encourage, I uplift, I, I want to stay positive. I've had lots of training from different careers in my life that encourage me that. The most important is the Bible. God wants us to stay positive. He wants us to stay uplifted. He wants to stay plugged into him. And so I believe, I've always heard the phrase, what you speak about, what you think about, you will bring about. Well, I also know me, and to be truthful with you guys, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a miracle I'm standing upright. When I was little, my dad used to say, they don't call you pig pen for nothing. Did any of you ever read Charlie Brown or see Charlie Brown? Do you remember his little friend that walked around in the cloud of dust? Okay, well, I wasn't stinky and, like, I didn't shower. I wasn't that kind of pig pen. But I was a mess. Like, if, I'm, if there's something like a rock, I'm going to trip on it. Even if there's not, if there's a line, I'm going to tweak my ankle, I'm going to roll, I'm going to fall. It's just one of those things that that is me. I embrace that. I don't love that about me, but I realize that that's how God created me. But it gives me a way to communicate with God. So sometimes I feel like exercising. I want to go for a walk or a bike ride or a jog. And my prayer is literally just keep me upright. And sometimes I wreck the bike. Sometimes I tweak my ankle, whether walking or jogging. It doesn't even matter the speed. And I just say, God, help me. Stay upright. Like, right? That's literally my communication with him. 
Well, if we've read and memorized God's word, we can hear it come back to us. So my, my prayer might be, keep me up, keep me safe, keep me from tweaking my ankle. But I might hear, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, not just 50-year-olds. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. But if you don't read his word, how will you hear that come back to you? We can't hear his message through his word if we're not reading his words. So many wonderful, great, amazing messages from our creator. So read it, memorize it, embrace it, fall in love with God's word. There are so many Bible plans. And I know sometimes it's overwhelming for new believers. Like, where do I start? How do I get through the Bible? What's the best plan? What's the best way? There isn't a right or wrong way. It's all God's word. So whatever feels comfortable to you, do it. And if you need help, if you need suggestions, lots of us would be glad to give you tools that we have found. One of my favorite ones um, was the Bible recap. And it's very intense. So I don't know that if, if, if you have never read the Bible, it might be a lot of time consuming to start out with. But if it, this is what I love about it. So you, she gives you a daily reading, you read it in the Bible, and then she recaps it for you in like a I think it's about a 10-minute voice thing. She'll recap exactly what you just read. And I loved that. But what also was cool about that is a project called The Bible Project. And you can YouTube it on your phones. You can also find them all on the YouVersion Bible app where it will actually give you a little um, glimpse of what that chapter and book is about. We're going to come back to that in just a minute. I'm actually going to play a little bit for you, but just hold that thought for a minute. The other thing I encourage you to do is read different translations. So I love the New King James Version. Like sometimes I feel like that's God's very formal word. If you really want to hear the formal word, read the King James Version, ow and thou. But King James, New King James is a little bit you know, more our speak, but then there's New Living Translation, there's New International Version, there's um, Christian Standard Bible, English Standard Version, the easy to read version. I mean, there's so many versions. I encourage you, and especially on your favorite scripture, or maybe a scripture you doesn't, don't understand, because sometimes they'll use a word like, that, that doesn't really mean anything to me. So just look it up on your app and highlight several different versions, and it'll give you a really good description of what that looks like. The other thing I encourage you to do is to write scriptures in your own hand. Fall in love with the scripture and writing it in our own word. Like, did you guys ever have those teachers back in high school that said, if you write it down, you'll remember it better, right? Well, this is my method. So I use a calendar. Um, it's just a, a year, a year and a half is what I really like to find a planner. The beginning of it has like a month at a glance. And that's where I write the Caleb scripture of the day. So I just, I don't even have to think about a scripture. I just write the Caleb scripture of the day. Then each month has more advanced spaces where you're supposed to write your plans. Um, and I write the YouVersion Bible app verse of the day. And then I write notes about my day. So that's just a way for me to write it down. I also love Jesus Calling. Has anybody ever read Jesus Calling? The first time I read this book, I think I just kind of read through it and didn't absorb it. And then my sister or my cousin gave it to me for my 50th birthday. And it has spoken to me so much because it really, like, you look up the scriptures. There's anywhere from three to four scriptures on a daily um, verse or page, um, the devotional, I guess. And then I look those up and I write notes about what those are. And then I just kind of try to absorb it. So just again, writing his word helps us to remember his word, helps us to absorb that a little bit better. Um, let's see. 
So how much God loves us, right? Faith, hope, and love. A fun way to engage in reading the Bible is through, like I said, listening to it, reading it, or the YouVersion Bible app. So if you would play that little video, we're going to just watch a couple of minutes of it just so you can see how cool it is because you have not have to have any background with the Bible. Do we have sound? We can't hear it. (laughs) The letter to the Hebrews. The author of this letter is anonymous, and people have wondered for a long time whether Paul wrote it or maybe one of his co-workers like Barnabas or Apollos, but really we just don't know. In chapter 2, we discover that the author had a first-hand relationship with the disciples who were themselves around Jesus, so we know that this letter is anchored in the teaching of the apostles. We also don't know who the audience of this letter was or even where they lived. The author knows them really well, and he assumes that they have a thorough knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures, especially the storyline of the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, about how Abraham's family became the nation of Israel, about how Moses led them out of slavery in Egypt to Mount Sinai, where they received the Torah and they made a covenant with God where they built the tabernacle where the priests offered sacrifices and also about how they wandered through the wilderness on their way to the promised land. The author just expects that the readers know all of the details about these stories and so most likely the audience is made up of Jewish Christians. That's where the name of the letter comes from. We also have clues from chapter 10 that this church community was facing persecution and even imprisonment because of their association with Jesus. Some in the community were walking away from Jesus and abandoning the faith altogether. And this explains the purpose and the structure of this letter. First, there's a short introduction, which is followed by four sections where the author compares and contrasts Jesus with key people and events from Israel's history. Jesus is first compared with angels in the Torah, second with Moses and the Promised Land, third with priests and Melchizedek, and lastly with the sacrifices and the covenant. And the author has two main okay, goals you can in all stop of these it. That's contrasts. Good. <laughs> the first goal is... Okay, so the reason I wanted to share that is because when I was doing the Bible recap, and she has you read the scripture, and then she has like a little recap for you, she would do at the beginning of every book in the Bible this little video. And I thought it was so neat because if you're visual... He does a visual for you. He diagrams it out. If you have a hard time remembering things, and in some of those chapters at the beginning of the Bible, they go on and on about genealogies and all of that stuff. Well, he gives you a little breakdown, and they're anywhere from, I think, 8 minutes to 12 minutes um, of what that Bible is about. So it's just kind of a neat way to make the Bible come to life. So I'm not getting paid for that commercial. It's just a recommendation. (laughs) So I love that, and that is a good way to absorb the Bible, to get to know the Bible. Lots of resources. Okay, so faith and hope come from knowing who? God, right? That's our priority. That's what we were created for, was to have a walk with him. Well, in addition to knowing God through reading the Bible, we need to communicate with him, right? And that's prayer. Once upon a time, I was an English teacher. And I used to say things to my kids like, I'm an English teacher, and then correct something, right? Like the way they talked or the way they said, well, Jason said the other day, Mom, you haven't taught English in 23 years. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not an English teacher anymore. I guess I'm a communicator. Um, Justin always says that I have too many words. If I'm writing in a card or sending a text message or responding to Jenny's, like the short version, like just... But I'm a talker, so I have a really hard time narrowing things down. So this could take a while just for you guys... I hope you're comfortable because I have the mic. No, I'm kidding. I won't keep you all day. Um, 
But we need to communicate with God, right? Prayer is the way that we talk to him. And he wants us to talk to him. He wants to hear from us. I encourage you to pray to God, pray to Jesus, his son, pray to the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to think of it as an ongoing conversation that you want to pray all the time. It's not a one and done deal. Prayer is like first thing in the morning, right? Um, well, actually, I wanted to share a scripture. So Philippians 4, 6 tells us, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you think, what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Not what you need, sorry. Tell him what you need and thank him for all he's done. So my thing, and this is something I heard through a devotional one time or a Bible study I did, is try, as you're first waking up in the morning, you're very first cognizant thought is to thank God, right? Maybe you slept good. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you had good dinner last night. Maybe you got to see family recently. Every single day, make your first thought of the day, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for something. And then find something to be thankful for. He loves to hear our praise. So that's a first, like, little thought throughout the day. And then I do little things to, to just remind myself, right? Like, if the clock says 12-12 or 4-44 3-33, like, that's a reminder. Just thank Jesus. Give him a moment of your time. If you're lonely, if you're sad, if you're frustrated, if you're hungry, if you're scared, right? Anytime you think of any kind of emotion or any kind of frustration, those are reminders to talk talk to God. Um, and I'm not perfect. I say try. Like there, there'll be days that go by and like the, the first thing of the day I prayed and maybe last time, like I didn't really even continue to talk to God today. So I think we're reassured that none of us are perfect and that God didn't say we'd have it all figured out on this earth, right? We continue striving to be more like Jesus on this earth so that someday that we will see him face to face and we will have that close walk with him. Plus, when we're in those down times, those, those feelings and that insecurity can be overcome with his presence. Um, so, and sometimes it's just as simple as calling out his name. The Jesus Calling book tells you lots of times, just whisper his name. It's, it's God, it's Heavenly Father, it's Yahweh, it's the Great I Am, it's um, so Jehovah Jireh. There's so many names that God goes by in the Bible. Look them up and have different things that you can call them. Father, Creator, Healer, Comforter, Savior. Reciting his words in the Bible literally tells us that what we need to pray, right? There is a scripture that says, our father, pray this, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Does anyone know that one from childhood? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, we don't even have to know what to pray. He gives us those things. There is power in prayer whether we get the answer we want or a different one. How many times have you prayed for something and you didn't get the answer you want? We all have, right? Well, one of my favorite little stories in the power of prayer when you do get the answer you want was when our oldest, Kyle, who's twenty, going to be 23 in October, was almost, well, he was four. I think it was his fourth birthday. We lived in Lindreth, and his grandpa, Justin's dad, had given him a little blue Leatherman. And he loved that Leatherman. And like within days of his birthday, it was, it was gone. It disappeared. And we looked and we looked. And finally one day I was laying him down for a nap. And I said, just pray. Just pray that God helps you find that Leatherman. It's got to be here somewhere. And I am not even kidding. I Literally, he fell asleep and I was straightening something up. And there was a box that had been out from his birthday back in the day when we had the camcorders. It wasn't the big VCH or VHS. It was the little Super 8 cassettes. But Jen probably doesn't know what those were because she was a baby too. And... They, there was like videos that we had out from his birthday because we had videoed his birthday and that little blue Leatherman was in there. And I was so excited like when he got up from his nap, I'm like, look, and oh, it just like it just lit up his day and he believed in the power of prayer. 
Another story, it didn't work the same, was when my mom got dementia, and we prayed that the outcome would be different. We prayed that her memory would be restored. We prayed that her health would get better, and she didn't. But that wasn't a no. God didn't say no. He listened to our prayers. He just had a different plan, and I have faith that someday when we go to heaven, we'll understand those plans and those prayers that didn't come out the way we wanted um, so as a mother of two boys, by the way, how many have mothers of boys, or how many are mothers of boys? You feel my pain, right? Boys challenge us. <laughs> little girls, my mom used to say when, when the boys were little, you and Heidi didn't do this. You would sit and play, and you didn't. Well, little boys don't sit and play. They wander, and they go, and so it spends all of your life. If you're not a praying woman, when you have a child, you should be by the time you're done raising that child. <laughs> So my oldest is still giving me cause to praise. He's going to be 23 years old, and he loves to ride saddle broncs. I get it for the ranch, for training them, but he loves it in rodeo competitions. I pray a lot for his safety for that. That scares me, but I have to have faith. And he always says, Mom, we all got to die sometime. <laughs> well, true, but let's not tempt God into helping that along, right? Then my other child, Jason, who will be, he is 21, flies planes. So I don't actually worry about him, but I do pray that he's safe in the plane, that the plane's equipment works well, and that he stays safe and healthy. So we all have reasons to pray. And I'm not saying that moms of little girls don't, because I know you pray for your kids too. Um, there's a scripture about belief, and I've always loved that scripture. I didn't look it up to cite it, but it says where the guy is telling God, I do believe. Help me with my unbelief. And then I just think about, help us where we are weak. Help us where we fall. Help us where we fail. We do have belief, right? We do have faith. We need help in a stronger belief, in our unbelief, in helping us grow in that. And I really feel like prayer is the answer to that. Um, some fun little scriptures. So 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us to never stop praying. Or another translation says, pray without ceasing. Pray continually. Pray constantly. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Faith is knowing that God is always with us. Faith, hope, and love. So we talk to him. He is listening, and he hears us, right? Faith and hope develop through reading the Bible and prayer and getting a personal relationship with God, the creator of the universe. And then I feel like faith, hope, and love. So love is the last part of that scripture can be shown through serving right? So serving comes from a closer walk with God and getting to know that he has a specific purpose for us. We love Christ, right? And we love each other. And he tells us to love each other more, love God more, love each other more than we love ourselves, to put others' needs before our own. So we do that through serving. Um, the gifts of the Spirit. I love that um, Dennis and, and Jen, like she said, this, it was just a God thing because I didn't know that they were talking. I didn't know that they were doing a Discover class next, next week. Just really quick out of curiosity, how many have done the Discover class? Okay. If you haven't done it or you haven't done it in a long time, I encourage you to do it because I love the spiritual gifts test. I'm just going to read to you some of these because a lot of people don't realize what you might think is just like a little average thing in your life. It's a gift that God gave you, and he expects you to use that gift. He gave you talents, not for yourself, but to give others. So I made a list, but I'm just going to read the list from the actual test. Not a test. It's a, it's a tool. We don't give tests in church. So <laughs> there's administration, apostleship, craftsmanship. Whoever thought of craftsmanship? I mean, Jesus was a carpenter, right? Craftsmanship, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helps, hospitality, 
intercession, knowledge, leadership, mercy, miracles, missionary, music and, praise, music and praise, I have none of that talent, pastoring, shepherding, prophecy, serving, teaching, tongues, and wisdom. Like, did you guys know there were that many gifts? That's amazing. Like, God didn't just give us all the same gift. He gave us a lot of different gifts, and we are called to use them. Um, Romans 12 talks about spiritual gifts. Dennis um, talked about the one in 1 Corinthians. There's 1 Corinthians 12 and chapter 14 have lots of information about the gifts of the Spirit. It's, to me, the way we're wired. It's the way God wired us. My gifts are along the lines of encouraging, exhorting, um, leading, teaching, edifying, faith, discernment. I am going to build you up spiritually, okay? Not by cooking. That really disappoints Justin. I used to cook a lot. I know. I don't know what happened to me. I'll pray for you, and I will listen to you, and I will encourage you, and I will love on you, and I will be there holding your hand. If you're expecting me to cook your dinner, you're going to have to ask. <laughs> because it's just not the way I'm wired. Like, he even does. He'll be like, somebody had a surgery or something. He's like, shouldn't we take him a dish? I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. It's, does that make me a bad person? Probably not. But I, that's just not my gift. That's just not the way I'm wired. But there are plenty in this church who will bake you a meal. And I love that. I love, there's a beautiful soul in the audience today. And, and that's one of her gifts. And she's like, I'll take him a meal. I'll give that. And I just, I love that there are all of us coming together to complete the picture, right? So you know you can call on me to pray. Don't call on me to cook. <laughs> um, we need everyone working together, not just as believers, but also in the community. In the church, we need to find our passion and our God-given talents and gifts so that we can serve in the church, but we can also take it beyond, right? And in our church, just in case you're wondering, these are some of the things, and I actually added a few that we really don't have up and running yet, but these are thoughts that God gave me, so I put them in there. Maybe there's somebody out there today that wants to, but we have, of course, nursery church, or nursery children, youth, praise and worship, technology, women's ministry. By the way, I have to do a plug. We're starting again on Tuesday. So ladies, we'd love to see you here Tuesday night at 530. And we're going to discuss if that, that consistency works for everybody. Um, the Flourish Conference is also coming up. Was that in the announcements? We didn't do announcements. Okay, so it wasn't, but it was on there earlier. So if you want to plug into women's, we have an awesome conference coming up in October. Seek me out. I'll find give you more information about that. Men's ministry meets here every Wednesday at 1. Um, we also want to get some married couples up and running. Uh, Justin and I have some plans for that. I also think there's a need for college kids. Like, we want to get the college kids plugged in and find some fun things to do with them. So be praying about that. Prayer. We have a prayer team. We like to pray for each other. We're opening the church every Monday. So those kind of things. And, yes, I put cooking on there because we do have a team of women that will bring you a meal in a time of need. And I, I think I actually was on that at one point. <laughs> So basically, do you guys ever remember the Sam, the Uncle Sam message what, when he did the, what was it, I want you? And it was for military, right? It was our government saying, I want you. Well, I'm changing that. So we want you all to be a part of our church. We want you to plug in and serve because honestly, it becomes like family and you're having fun when you're serving together as family. Um, and spending time together draws us closer, right? We can't get to know people if we're not spending time with people. Okay, so faith, hope, and love, we know that we find faith and hope through reading God's word, prayer, getting a relationship with God. We know that love is found through serving, um, relationship with God, relationship with each other. So we are called to share God's word, to be disciples of Christ. So once we get to know the word, right, we're reading the word, we're growing, we're walking in faith, we're praying, we have that relationship with us. Is he, does he expect us to just like stay? 
camp out there and just use that for our good? No, he didn't. He created us to share that word. He created us to share our love of Christ with others. And some people are like, that is so uncomfortable. I can't just do that. Well, we've just talked about there's lots of gifts, right, that the Spirit gives you and lots of ways to do that. Maybe it is taking a casserole and just saying, I'm praying for you. Um, but there is lots of ways to do that. We can do everything, right? Who knows the scripture? For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. He don't, we don't have to have it figured out because we can't. Honestly, we're not enough, but God is. The hope, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. That's Hebrews 6.19. For I know, and this is one of my favorites. Do I say favorite a lot? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not disaster. Plans to give you a hope. In a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 12, 21. And his name will be the hope of all the world. I promise there's just a few more. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Be strong and courageous, all of you who put your hope in the Lord. And Psalm 62, 5 says, wait quietly before God. Our hope is in him. So that's a good thought, right? We have hope. We don't have to know it all because God is going to give us that hope. One of the other favorite scriptures that I had, and I just had to share this because as you develop your gifts and talents through the Holy Spirit, we produce fruits through the Spirit, right? So Galatians 5, and 23 tells us the Holy Spirit produces this fruit in our lives. And if you need any of these fruits, plug into God. He gives us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. That is what we get from the Holy Spirit. So read, pray, serve, faith, hope, and love. This is our calling on earth. The scripture in Matthew 28, 19 boils it down for us, right? This is what Jesus' commandment to us was. Therefore, go and make disciples, followers of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of the commands that I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So we don't have to know how to do it because he's going to give us the ability to do it. He's going to work through us. Mark 16, 15 through 16 says, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes is baptized will be saved, and anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Um, I know we have so many amazing songs, right? Are any of you, like, love to listen to Christian music? Like, sometimes when we can't even read the Bible, maybe we've had a crazy day, maybe we haven't had time, we can turn on radio stations, we can turn on our playlist, and there are so many songs that just speak to our soul from God. One of my favorite songs, beautiful song, is The Commission by Cain. And I am asking Jen to learn this song. She said... She, she would put me on the list. <laughs> but I love this song because it's just, it's just Jesus' word, and it can make me cry every time I hear the song. I'm not going to sing it because I told you that that's not my talent. You would all be out the door before I finish. But I will read a few, uh, just a few words. I promise I'm, I'm not going to keep you here long. See my hands and look at my feet. It's okay if it's hard to believe. I have faith you will do greater things. It's my time to go. But before I leave, go tell the world about me. I was dead, but now I live. 
I've got to go now for a little while, but goodbye is not the end. Don't forget the things that I taught you. I've conquered death, and I hold the keys. Where I go, you will go too someday, but there's much to do here before you leave. Goodbye is not the end of the journey, the end of the road. My spirit is with you wherever you go. You have a purpose, and I have a plan. I'll make this promise. I'll come back again, but until then go tell the world about me. So I just feel like that's how we, we show God our faith, hope, and love. That's how we show each other. That's how we serve. In the same way, Scripture tells us, let your lights shine before men. Let they say that your good deeds glorify your Father in heaven. Teamwork, hard work, passion, pulling hearts and heads together, right? That's what makes us a stronger family. That's what makes us a stronger church, a stronger community. Um, and you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. You're called. He designed you to be his children and to walk with him. What you should want most is God's kingdom and doing what he wants you to do. These are scriptures, by the way. I'm not making this up. Then he will give you all of these and other things you need. That's Matthew 6, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am with them, Matthew. For to be carnally minded, to think of the world, right, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's how we get peace, is to just focus on God. Our greatest strength is our desire to spend time with him. He is all that matters. He really is. So let your light shine for others to see. I'm going to ask Mike to come up now, and I'm going to pray as we close. But before I pray, and I'm going to give him time to move, because he too is in the 50 and above club. <laughs> so if you need prayer... If you would like to come to the front, we invite you to make this the front of this your place to pray to God. If you don't want to come to the front, but you want, um, you have a prayer request, you have a need, stay where you are and raise your hand. We have a prayer team that loves to come and pray with you. Um, if you've never asked the Lord to come into your heart, we invite you to do that now. Because as I said, the only thing that matters on this earth is your walk with God. And he wants you so close. He wants you right there beside him, holding him, loving him. He wants to wrap his arms around you. So I just ask you to bow your heads with me. Oh, dear Lord, we just thank you, God. We know that you have a plan for us. We know that you are perfect. You are peace. You are beauty. You are comfort. You are love. You are light. And we thank you for that, God. We thank you for the hearts and souls that come here today wanting a walk with you, wanting to honor you, wanting to know you. We just lift up these lives to you, God. We lift up every heart and soul in this church, every heart and soul in this community. God, every person who serves diligently for you all across this state and this nation and this world, your peace and your blessing and your protection over them. And God, just give us the confidence to walk in our gifts, to be who you created us to be and strive to be like you, to honor you, to help one another, to learn, to serve, to give, to care, to use our gifts and our talents, God, to help the broken, to help the weary, to help those who don't feel love, who don't feel hope, who don't have faith. Help us to be your hands and feet on this earth, God. Forgive us where we fail you. Help us to be who you created us to be. In your precious heavenly name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you're able, we would love to have you join us in service on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can find more information on Facebook. Just search Tucumcari First Assembly. Have a great day. Thank you.